Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by MileHighSports.com. I am your co-host, Anilo Piro. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at MediaByAP, one half of the crew that uh, locks down our Rockies coverage here at Mile High Sports, Luke Zalman, my partner. Um, taking the day off from the podcasting stuff, but don't worry, he'll have a, a great article following the Rockies game tonight versus the San Francisco Giants with some of his observations and takeaways. Um, but for now, I am here to provide you with uh, the listener with some great podcasting, I hope. Um, so yeah, be sure to follow me on Instagram and on well Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. I, I welcome all feedback and uh, any questions you guys might have. I'll definitely be answering them on there. So feel free to give me a shout, uh, DM, a tweet, whatever you want to do if you want to get more connected with the Colorado Rockies. Um, but yeah, like I said, we have... Um, Luke is going to be bringing you guys that uh, fantastic takeaways piece following the Rockies' uh, series opening game versus the division rival San Francisco Giants tonight um, in San Francisco. Um, other than that, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned to MileHighSports.com. We have some fantastic Rockies content coming out all throughout the weekend. Um, some takeaways, some feature articles from myself and Luke, some additional podcasts. Um, you know, basically all everything that you're going to need uh, that you're going to want to read if you consider yourself a fan of the club. So be sure to check us out at MileHighSports.com. But uh, let's see. It's interesting unfortunately you know this isn't going to be the most uh, lighthearted podcast because of how bad the Rockies have been playing here recently uh, the club currently sitting at three and nine on the season and dead last in the National League West division um, now they start a uh, what is it a four that's a seven game roadie um, starting off tonight in San Francisco, followed by three games in San Diego. So four against San Francisco and three in San Diego before coming back for I believe a seven game homestand. So um, is it fair to say that the Rockies were swept in their first homestand of the season? The last game against uh, Atlanta was canceled and postponed due to uh, the inclement weather, the bomb cyclone 2.0. That was not yesterday. That was pretty mild, in my opinion, uh, considering what people thought it was going to be. Um, so, yeah, the Rockies go 0-5 of those five games that they did play at Coors Field over the weekend um, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just absolutely blew the pants off the Rockies and then uh, the Atlanta Braves who were able to catch uh, two wins against Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez. So obviously not a lot of momentum for the Rockies going into this uh, seven game road trip starting against San Francisco here tonight. Um, if there's any good omen, I guess it's the fact that they didn't play yesterday. You know, maybe an opportunity to step back and, and take a breather and try to recalibrate them, uh, you know, recalibrate yourself as a team um, moving forward. So it's going to be uh, exciting to see how this Rockies club comes out against the San Francisco Giants starting here tonight. Um, let's just give you guys a brief overview of this series. Um, like I said, the Rockies currently in last place in the National League West with a 3-9 and nine record. Uh, one game better than them is the Giants, who are 4-9. and nine. Um, So the bottom feeders, per se, so far um, in this division. Uh, I think everybody kind of expected San Francisco to be a competitive team, but not you know anything serious, um, per se. They're kind of in this retooling, rebuilding mode right now. So, uh, you know, a decent opportunity for the Rockies to try to get going. You know, a division opponent, opponent someone that they're really familiar with. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this club comes out. Tonight on the mound, you have John Gray going up against Jeff Samarja. Gray 0-2 on the year with a 5.68 ERA. In his last start, he was able to hurl. He was uh, he hurled six innings pitched, allowing five earned runs while striking out four. Um, so not a great outing from Gray, but you know, nonetheless, you, you know, able to limit the damage. I know, you know, five earned runs is not ideal, um, but considering, you know, where we've seen Gray in the past, he definitely looked comparable on the mound. Um, so we'll see what he can bring into here. Um, into this game tonight at uh, Oracle Park, I believe it's now called out there in San Francisco. So, um, Ronnie K, looking at me through the glasses, I'm uh, doing my podcast here. So, um, it'll definitely be an interesting one to say the least. But it's, um, you know, 
there's not a lot of positives to take away from the early going of this Rocky season. You know, they've really, really struggled um, at all facets of the game, both offensively and in their starting pitching. Um, you know, outside of John Gray, um, the pitchers in this series are going to be Chad Bettis, who's been just absolutely awful for this club, followed by Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez to round out that series. So, you know, John Gray's kind of a, you know, a coin toss. You could get good stuff out of John Gray, or you could just he could, he could completely fall off and give you an awful outing. So um, kind of a coin flip out here with John Gray um, in this start here on Thursday night. Friday with Chad Bettis on the mound. Bettis has just not been good this season. He's 0-2 with an 11.88 earned run average. His last start, he managed to only just go um, 2.2 innings, allowing five earned runs in that Sunday night baseball game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, where Los Angeles just completely manhandled the Rockies. So um, definitely an Important start for Bettis, who will be opposed by uh, Drew Pomerantz on the other side. Um, you know, the Rockies really, really need Bettis to at least be solid, you know, at the worst on the mound. You know, they really just need solid contributions all the way around throughout the rotation, um, specifically Bettis. Um, you know, who really just has not been that good of a pitcher here in recent time. He's had his ups and his downs, but out of the gate here as that fifth starter in the Rockies rotation, really just off to a putrid start. Uh, let me reiterate that 0-2 record with an 11, with a 1-1-8-8 ERA. Um, only five strikeouts on the season as well for Betis. You know, and he's not a strikeout machine by any means, but he's someone that really relies on getting some swings and misses and, and, and pinpointing his pitches in the zone, which he just has not been able to do. Um, so far this season, um, as I alluded to, you know, you're going to get those two workhorses at the end of this series and Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez, both of which are fresh off losses. Um, the Rockies interesting note to make the Rockies have also yet to win a game this season in which Herman Marquez or Kyle Freeland, Kyle Freeland was not the starter. So um, it would be nice if they can get a win in those games when Gray or Bettis is a starter. But um, like I said, at the end of the series here, you're going to get Freeland and Marquez. Freeland really struggled in his last start, but he's 1-2 with a 5.40 ERA so far this season. Um, last time out, he only managed to throw five innings along seven earned runs. Um, kind of un uh, you know unlike Kyle Freeland, at least what we've been accustomed to over the past year or so. Um, an interesting note is he wasn't too sharp in his start against Tampa, which was now... Uh, which will be two starts ago um, come this weekend. So he was able to kind of work around some traffic and work out of danger in that start against Tampa, um, not against the Dodgers, you know, who are one of the best teams through and through in, the, in Major League Baseball this season and, you know, have been for the past, you know, handful of years. So um, an interesting trend. So two back-to-back -back rough starts for Freeland. One, he was kind of able to escape and limit the damage. The other against the Dodgers, they really capitalized on his mistakes. So um, will be really interesting to see uh, how Freeland bounces back against the Giants. And he will be opposed by the San Francisco's ace, Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner 0-2 this season with a 3.32 ERA and 16 strikeouts. So I believe, if he's, yeah, he's only made two starts so that's about eight strikeouts per game for him um who is you know Bumgarner being one of the best pitchers in the game over the past handful of seasons so um will definitely be a pitcher's duel hopefully in that one um, and then to round out the series you got Herman Marquez opposed by Derek Holland of San Francisco Marquez one and one on the year with a three with a three ERA um you know also got roughed up in his last outing um only managed to go five innings pitched allowing five earned runs in that start so you know the two workhorses or the quote-unquote aces of the Rocky staff you know really unable to come through in the clutch uh, and stop the bleeding on this current losing streak that the club is on um, a five game one at that so um, definitely an interesting takeaway here and something to look at you know keep an eye on as they enter this series against San Francisco one that is going to be vitally important you know obviously you want them to win but this is another division opponent and we all know how important that division record is um, all throughout the season that familiarity aspect um, maybe will help jumpstart the Rockies' offense and also, you know, help the pitchers maybe get a good start or two in throughout this series. But uh, it's definitely it's um, 
definitely not time to panic so uh, you know at this point in time but we're getting there folks you know if the Rockies you know only manage to win one or none of these games against San Francisco um, you've definitely got to be concerned you know I, I I understand that it's early um you know, it really is early still, but if we get to the middle of May, you know, and, and that's what these trends are showing might continue to happen. If we get to the middle of May and this team is continuing to struggle, you know, the, the postseason is going to be tough. You know, you have to be able to uh, dig yourself out of these holes um, sooner rather than later if you're the Rockies. Um, there's The National League is just nothing to play with this season. You know, it's going to be tough through and through. Obviously, the division is going to be a, a tough one nonetheless with the Dodgers, but you have some really good teams that are going to be competi- competing for those nationally wild card spots i mean you have three teams in the east alone between philadelphia atlanta and new york that are postseason caliber teams you have the st louis cardinals the chicago cubs and milwaukee brewers um you know the san diego padres are looking pretty good this season so far so it's not going to be you know as easy as it has been the past couple of seasons to get the wild card spot for uh, you know if you're the rockies and obviously we all know that their priorities um you know they would love to try to win their first division title um in club history but i mean let's be honest here it, it, the rockies cannot beat the dodgers you know the, the dodgers are you know the rockies are the dodgers sons per se um and, and i don't really think that you can legitimately talk about the rockies as division contenders are contending for a division title until they can consistently prove that they can hang and contend with the Los Angeles Dodgers and and you know the Rockies supposedly you know been talking about this offseason how they made steps and they were felt confident entering this year and they just to get bulldozed in the manner in which they did um, against Los Angeles was certainly disheartening so I'm not trying to downplay the fact that the Rockies cannot win the division but you know in order to win the division you have to be able to beat the Dodgers and the Rockies have just not you know demonstrated that they can do that consistently um, so you know for right now it definitely looks like the Rockies are playing for another wild card spot um, you know I, and again it is early things can change but just from looking at the complexion of this team and how stacked the Los Angeles Dodgers are um, you know it's the odds are for the division for the Rockies are not great um, and you know that's why I continue to reiterate the fact that the wild card is not going to be as easy to attain as it has been in years past as well. You know, but there's no way around it. The Rockies' offense has been absolutely putrid. You know, in, in the bottom of the third of most major statistical categories in the National League, they currently rank 12th in the NL with um, 86 hits, 13th in runs with 38, 13th in batting average collectively with a 216 uh, mark. Um, so really, just you know, an extreme, an extreme lack of production from the Rockies' offense. Um, and you know, those that have produced, you know, are currently on the injured list. David Dahl uh, was placed on the 10-day IL um, earlier, or you know, earlier in the week, and he kind of uh, alluded to the fact that he thinks that he may have been able to come back, you know, a little sooner than 10 days, but you know, nonetheless, he's out of the lineup. Um, You know, you got Tony Walters hitting 227, Mark Reynolds hitting 222, Trevor Story hitting 209, Tapia, who's had Ramel Tapia, who's had consistent playing time hitting 208, Um, Ryan McMahon, before he went on the injury list, hitting just 200, Um, catcher Chris Iannetta hitting just 190, Pat Valleca hitting 167, Ian Desmond hitting 150, Garrett Hampson's hitting 100, um, you know, it's it's just a bad, bad look for this Colorado Rockies club right now. You know, Nolan Arenado is only hitting 277, which for him is not great. Um, Charlie Blackman hitting 273. So collectively, this Rockies offense has really, really struggled um, out of the gate. And, and, you know, I don't want to talk about the past too much, but you know, to go 0-5 in your first homestand of the season is really just an awful, awful look for this Colorado Rockies club. Um, you know, and Nolan Arenado um, at some point, 
during the homestand kind of talked about how, you know, sometimes we live and die by taking aggressive swings. And and I wrote in one of my articles, you know, the Rockies aren't just dying by taking aggressive swings. It seems like they're being strolled to a slaughterhouse um, on a nightly basis. They really just ha- have struggled to get things going offensively um, and it, collectively just an awful, awful look for this club so far throughout the season. Um, you know, the Rockies starting pitching not much better either. They currently uh, have a 6.40 earned run average, which, which, which ranks 14th out of 15 teams in the National League. And they've allowed the most runs in the National League with 46. So, you know, playing about as bad of baseball as you can right now to start the season. Um, you know, the one bright, you know, the, if you want to, you know, glass half full approach, it is uh, it is that it is early in the season now. You know, there's, there's time for this team to dig themselves out of the hole, but it's got to happen sooner rather than later. You know, as I've been saying, um, it's really not a good look for this Rockies club so far here to start the season. It's going to be really difficult for them to try to make the postseason this year if they continue to, you know, play at the pace in which they are. Um, and listen, you know, they, they have been injured. You have Daniel Murphy, Ryan McMahon, David Dahl, Tyler Anderson, Antonio Sunzatella, Chris Russin, you know, and a, you know, all on the injured list right now. So obviously the Rockies are not at full strength, but what do what do great teams do? Great teams figure out a way to at least try to go 500 during stretches like these or at least remain competitive and, you know, keep that hope and that optimism alive. And that just hasn't been the case for Colorado. Um, I don't know what it's going to take for them. You know, the Rockies have continued to reiterate in the clubhouse that it really kind of comes down to taking quality at bat. Um, being smarter on the base pass, playing small ball, and just grinding it out. And, and you know, you can only, it's hard to believe, you know, in, in what they're saying, you know, after game, after game, after game, and, you know, in which you're underperforming. But, you know, nonetheless, this this group is definitely confident, but at the same time frustrated. Um, and uh, you're, you're really just looking for contributions from anyone. You know, Ramel Tapi is a guy that is currently out of options, and it's kind of make or break for him, um, you know, with this Rockies club right now. He's, like I said, only hitting 208 right now. Um, you know, he's a guy that needs to step up. Josh Fuentes, the cousin of Nolan Arenado, who won the uh, MVP, I believe, in the Pacific Coast League last year, um, you know, well, I know he's not, you know, an all-star caliber player. You know, he's known for his hitting. He's only hitting 200. Um, you know, the, the catching position still seems to be dismal in terms of their offense. Pat Valleca hitting 167. Um, so really just no contributions across the board. Um, and like I said, the one guy that was contributing, David Dahl, is currently finds himself sitting on the injured list. So, um this team is just going to keep their nose to the ground and try to grind through it. But, you know, if they don't get this stuff figured out sooner rather than later, it's definitely going to be a struggle for them to try to make the postseason for the third consecutive season. So, um, an interesting one to say the least, guys. I know I kind of might be sounding repetitive, but it's this team, it's, it's, you know, same story, different day per se with the Rockies club so far. But this series against the Giants is going to be a critical one for them. Um, two series, you know, coming up with San Francisco and San Diego um, with division opponents, you know, as I've kind of talked about, teams that they're familiar with, teams that they should be able to capitalize on. And historically, the Rockies are able to play the uh, Padres and the Giants pretty competitively. So we're definitely looking for big wins in those series from them to see if they can get back on track um, before coming back for a major homestand here um, at 20th and Blake. But um, I think that's going to do it for me here today, folks. Um, Be sure to stay up with all the Rockies content online at MileHighSports.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at MediaByAP. Going to be tweeting along with the games, um, some takeaways, some observations and whatnot. Uh, Rockies, yeah, currently sitting at three and nine on the season. Obviously, not ideal. Two massive series coming up with San Francisco and San Diego. John Gray on the mound tonight for Colorado, followed by Chad Bettis, Kyle Freeland, and Herman Marquez. So, two in the back end of the rotation, and uh, you know the two aces there to round out the series against San Francisco as the Rockies look to get back on track on this West Coast road trip. But uh, for Mile High Sports, I'm Anilo Piro, logging off.